am El Nino. El Nino. Which is Spanish for the Nino, as I interrupt you for the second time. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We'll start fresh. Start fresh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Two Days Podcast. I'm Reg. I'm Randy. And uh, we do we do solo today. Um, it's just me and Randy. We're gonna cruise through a little bit of podcasty stuff, you know, chat about chat about random things in the world and such. Just 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 what's going on, you know? People say they they like these solo episodes, so we'll give you one. Why yeah. not? For whoever likes Can't always it. have these big celebrities and like you know big <laughs> NHL studs. And <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just get regular celebrities and normal studs like us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> no. Anyway, welcome here, folks. Uh, we are recording on Super Bowl Sunday. Football, get some, get some. So, are you excited, Randy? I am excited. I'm hoping to see uh, T-Bay pick up the victory today. That'll be their first cup, right? That no, that will be their second. Oh, did they win? They won in two. They won in two thousand and three, if I remember right. Wasn't oh three a a Patriots win? Tampa Bay did win one year. Tampa Bay. Maybe it was two thousand two. People are gonna get seasick watching your video. Because I know, because I used to have the uh, the DVD for like oh, their right. Super Bowl winning season. No, it was two thousand three. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember seeing that. The I don't know why you had that, but I don't know. I think I got it at like a flea market, so I just watched it like seventy times. Yeah, they beat Oakland forty eight twenty one in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, maybe Oakland was kind of good one time. Once this was Super Bowl thirty seven. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna watch it, uh, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not like insanely hyped for it. Like I'm excited because mm-hmm. it's football and it's the Super Bowl, and <clears throat> and I want to see Brady win his his seventh, you know, Super Bowl, so that people can finally put the goat <laughs> argument to bed. Yeah, every, I've heard so so many people. There was a, there was some commentary. I forget the guy's name, but he was basically saying, "Well, is uh is Brady tarnishing his legacy by going to all these Super Bowls and he's not winning enough of them?" Blah 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 blah. And the answer is no. Like he's, <laughs> this he's is what this Bowl. is his tenth, and he's won six. So. Exactly. Even if even if you went to ten, it, well, yeah, if you were like one and nine or zero oh and ten, then oh for fuck's sake. Or like, you know, like my precious bills, you go 0-4, four straight years. Exactly. Then maybe you can make the case that, um, you know, that you're, you're not clutch and you can't get it done. But Brady's done it six times. Whether, yeah. you know, he's, he's running it, if, while, you know, if you include this one, he's running at 60% efficiency in the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. Exactly. At least on the career, he's 60% in Super Bowls, which is tied for the most in any like of any team that has Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that said, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a bit of a slap to like the rest of the teams that he played for to say or the rest of the teammates that he played with to say <laughs> So you mean the one team he played for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I meant <laughs> misspoke, but like, you know, to say he's won six Super Bowls instead of thinking about like where would he have been without like you were well, of course it, of course it's the team, right? We all understand that. But I mean yeah. at the end of the day it's it's 
that's his individual accomplishment is him as part of a team one six. It still feels like you kind of throw the rest of the team under the bus a little to say like in a way, I, I guess, know. but I mean his team changed over all those years too, oh, right? Sure. Like so like the players are there. Like you're gonna you're not gonna call you know, you're not gonna say Teddy Bruski, you know, didn't win that Super Bowl. Like he still won, you know, two or three Super Bowls as well. So yeah. I, I don't I don't really call to slap in the face of the team. That's like saying, Well, Maurice Richard won, you know, twelve Stanley Cups, whatever. Yeah. You know, like and the rest of the team didn't do shit. That's fair. Well yeah. But at the, I, th- I feel like that's a good example. But at the same time, it's more likely, like it's more closely associated with Maurice Richard won all those cups, uh, but also because he was part of the dominant Habs. And then it becomes like a longer conversation, whereas so often it's like Brady won all these cups and nobody could even yeah, tell you who was on the team. people talk about the Patriots dynasty. I don't think that that's not talked about. It's true. It's true. I don't know. I, I was curious because I had it written here. Because you were a former lineman, and I and I mean that's fair, but uh, I was mm-hmm. curious if that was your perspective. But that's fine. I mean, when you play, you don't play offensive line for glory, right? That's not a uh, <laughs> that's not a very highly. It's important, and when when you yeah. suck, it gets noticed. But uh, it's not it's not a highly touted or, or glamorous position. So it's a thankless job, for sure. It is. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Either way, uh, who who you rooting for? Who? Well, here, let's do this. Who this this episode will drop after the Super Bowl. Um. So, mm-hmm. who do you predict will win, and who do you want to win? And they can be the same thing. I. It's tough to say. I think my brain tells me Casey is going to win. Because I just I think they're all. It depends if Tampa Bay's defense showed up like they did in the AFC or the NFC Championship, they have a chance. But they have to keep Mahomes in the pocket for them to succeed, and they have to have everybody in coverage. Because you can't you can't start blitzing against Mahomes because he's just too smart and too mobile to uh, run around. Yeah, to go for that. So so my my heart says K or my my head says KC. My heart wants Tampa Bay to win. Because <laughs> I like I want I, I like Brady. I've always respected Brady as a quarterback. Um, I've always been just a fan. A I have show. two jerseys. <laughs> What's that? And he's just a smoke show. Yeah, for sure. Right. So <laughs> it, uh, it might so be the only I, case I, I like him. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, no, I go ahead. Say, he's. It's probably the only case in like, uh, in history where you marry a supermodel and you might be prettier than your wife. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what anyway. a guy! But. Uh, but yeah, no, I I would like T Bay to win. Um, you know, Brady can complete his Thanos run, and then he'll probably still come back for another three years. <laughs> complete his Thanos run. Well, no, doesn't he already have enough <laughs> he, for Gauntlet? He, he's already completed it, but now he'll be one better. Yeah, he'll be yeah. Uh, going for his Galactus run. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I feel you? the same way. I think it's uh, I uh, my brain says Mahomes. But I'm rooting for the Bucks for some reason. And I don't know. I don't care about either of these teams. And frankly, maybe there's a little bit of like, I don't like the fact that the Chiefs are called the Chiefs. <laughs> um, right. But, uh, or at least what that ends up meaning, like what the fans do right. and shit. Um, but that's it. I love their jerseys. And I, uh, you know, I'm glad that they won last year and stuff. And, you know, the baby goat against the uh, new goat. Mm-hmm. No, they beat the Bills, so I have to root against them. <laughs> yeah, it's not their year. I don't know. I thought the Bills might do it. They had a chance. I 
I was really hoping Mahomes was going to stay in, you know, concussion protocol for that game, but sadly that didn't happen. Wasn't um, there? Wasn't there? There was a bunch of people talking about again. I'm not a big. I don't follow the NFL that closely, but I heard some chatter about the fact that he, frankly, should have stayed in, but he should have stayed in the in the concussion protocol. But they kind of rushed it so that that he could play for the game. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, like I know he was taking snaps in practice while still under protocol, mm. but like no contact or anything, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really follow that whole saga. I just kind of heard. As soon as I heard he was going to play, I was like, okay, well, they're probably going to win now. <laughs> no faith in your own team, hey, Randy? What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, man, he's just, the kid's too good. He hasn't, I, I think I said this last time we're on the show, but he hasn't lost a game by more, or hasn't, yeah, lost a game by more than one possession since 2016. Jesus, really? Back when he was in college, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it hit, like his college record wasn't spectacular. I think over the four years or three years, he was like 15 and 16 or something. Mm. Huh. Where was he drafted? Uh, he was out of Texas Tech, and I think he went. I don't remember what he went overall. Um, need to get you another he went 10th <laughs> overall in the 2017 draft. Okay, tenth over. Okay, yeah, not even super super high tout. But anyway, anyway, speaking of, uh, yeah. So I think we're both agreed that we think Mahomes will probably take it, but we're rooting for Brady to get seven. Yeah. Um, speaking of random sports, this is one thing I meant to bring up a while ago, but I will right now. Um, sure. According to the Atlas Obscura, which I don't know if they're reputable, no idea, <laughs> but. Speaking of, of of strange sports, for 40 years, crashing trains was one of America's favorite pastimes. Have you heard about this? No. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically they would set up short uh, spans of tracks, and then people would pay to, to watch these two trains go as fast as they can and smash into each other. Really? Yeah. On September 15th, 1896, two locomotives crashed head-on 14 miles north of Waco, Texas, famous for other reasons. The locomotives' <laughs> boilers exploded on impact, sending debris flying through the air for hundreds of yards, killing at least two spectators and maiming countless others. One man even lost <laughs> an eye to a flying bolt. Holy shit. But no one ran from the calamity. In fact, after the crash, thousands of bystanders ran toward the destroyed locomotives, hoping to claim a piece of the wreckage. That's because... The 40,000 or so people scattered along the tracks that September day knew the locomotives were going to crash and had paid to be there. <laughs> it's bananas. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And now we're worried about, like, we put netting up and we put this up and we put that up so that nobody uh, nobody ever gets, everybody gets hurt. But in the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, turn of the century, they're like, nah, now nah, we're going to run several tons of steel and rivets and coal. <laughs> At each other. <laughs> the danger is the excitement, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, but also, why so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> like, from 1896 until the 1930s, stage train wrecks were a popular, albeit destructive, event at fairs and festivals across the U.S., long before anyone ever thought of wrecking old automobiles at a demolition derby or monster truck rally. America, man. Yeah, it seems they- strange that you'd start at trains and not, you know... I well, mean, I guess the cars probably weren't around in the early say, part of it, but <laughs> they uh, yeah, in 1896 there weren't too many uh, 
mass market yeah, cars. I guess not. I, I guess not. He just run horses at each other and see what happens. <laughs> I think that's called <laughs> jousting. <laughs> you got to swing your carriage out at the last second and smash them. Yeah, that's basically in Gladiator. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's when I first read this, I was like, oh my God, it's just typical Americans. You know, we're going to be fucking whole hog to hell with safety. You know, we're gonna, just going to do it. I don't know. We're going to do it because we're American and we can. Yeah, exactly. Who's so going to stop us? Um, yeah, organizer would lay a stretch of track, usually anywhere from 1,800 feet to a mile long, and then two steam locomotives, they put them on, they're facing each other. They would hire. They would then hire two brave locomotive engineers to wait for a signal from the organizer. When they got the go-ahead, the engineers would pull the throttles back uh, to get the locomotives up to speed. They would then jump from the locomotive before the two trains crashed in, fr- in front of a crowd who had paid a few dollars to see the spectacle. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Sounds like a good time. Let's, let's just start be, doing those again. It would be super cool to watch. Um, For sure it would. Like Mythbusters type stuff, but to just sit within, you know, within range of exploding shrapnel seems uh, <laughs> distinctly Southern. <laughs> yeah, it does, eh? It does kind of reek of uh, below that, that line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, there was one called the Crash at Crush, the big famous one. More than 40,000 people had arrived, making making Crush the second largest city in Texas for at least a few hours. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's yeah, wild. That's, there's actually pictures of it, and uh, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things that I, I wanted people to know about because it's uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty wild. I would have I uh, never had a clue that something like that was even existed exactly so here's one um the board agreed and so basically he offered they came back with he would get three thousand bucks plus a cut of the ticket sales just one guy whatever to arrange it um so about five thousand people paid 50 cents each to sit in the grandstand to watch the show um but now what does that (laughs) we did that last time or in our patreon exclusive episode check it out folks Patreon.com slash two eights podcast. Um but what is fifty cents in eighteen ninety six today? Okay, well hang on. Let's see here. So fifty cents. Fifty cents eighteen ninety six today. So we're looking. Well, let's just tell me what a hundred bucks was worth, so let me go. <laughs> See, 0.50 works. $15.50 today. So times 5,000, that's basically like, a, you know, a decent-sized fairground. 1550 times 5,000. $77,500. In 1896. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty penny. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, uh, the last stage train wreck for public viewing was in 1935. Um, hmm. But in 1951, oh, that was for a movie. So, yeah, 1935. Crazy, 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 crazy. I mean, people just like to watch shit crash together. I mean, how many how many looky-loos do you get at, you know, accidents that you see on the highway or in town, yep. you know? 
Everyone, oh, for they sure. just can't help it. They love to. They love to watch a, a train wreck. No pun intended. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's where the term comes sink. from. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> mm, look at Who that. Knows? We're just. We're just. We're making up history here. We're discovering yeah. history. Yeah, two white guys making up history. That's how you do it. That's right. Isn't that how it was all all done? Exactly. That's that's how you do it. We are the victors. Um. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> so, have you stopped crying yet after hearing that Screech passed away? Or are you still? A uh, I was not a Saved by the Bell guy, so I honestly didn't really care. I mean, it's sad that he died, but I I wasn't a Saved by the Bell fan at all, so that didn't bother me. It's fair. It's fair. Well, you're a monster, but um, I know. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't get me wrong. Was... I don't like people dying. It just it doesn't <laughs> hit me as hard as that's you know. Not what say I heard. it was. That's... Uh, no, that's not at all what you said. We're gonna we're gonna fix yeah. this audio to make sure it clearly states that Randy wishes yeah. everybody would die. I'm an awful person and fuck <laughs> humanity and we're done. Yep, that checks out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Dustin Diamond, which is the greatest porn name in the history of names. I know, um, right? Died this past week. Again, this will be we're trying to talk about things that aren't super topical um, because it will pass. Like this episode will be a little bit delayed. But February 1st, 2021, um, he passed away of cancer, which apparently was very aggressive. Um, Screech from mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell, as we all know, uh, had a bit of a checkered past. <laughs> to say yeah, it, it did sound like it was quite a quite a sudden thing for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, R.I.P. Mr. Diamond. Um, well, <laughs> well, I don't know if this is just Wikipedia being goofy, but apparently his name is Dustin Neil Diamond. <laughs> Well, look at that. I sure hope that's true. <laughs> that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Parents are big Neil Diamond fans. I guess so. And they're like, you know what? It's perfect. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, R.I.P. Mr. Diamond. This is, uh, yeah, this is a child actor. I don't know if I would have done any better as a young, <laughs> you know. It's hard, man. Way. I mean, you get that kind of, you know, if your parents aren't good with the money you're getting and if, you know, you get a taste of that money and then it's it's fame and it's cameras and it's paparazzi at like 10 years old, I, I don't know if I could do it. No, no. Like yeah. I could see how it, would, how it would mess some kids up for sure. Most of them. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are probably, there are more examples of them going off the fucking rails than there is uh, mm-hmm. them doing well, but. Or you build an empire like the Olsen twins. <laughs> but then now their sister's the only Olsen that anybody knows. <laughs> Basically. Well, if you look at pictures of the Olsen twins now, it's like one of them knows how you die and one of them knows when you die. <laughs> <laughs> they're like old evil witches. <laughs> they look like the, yeah, the from, from Hercules, they look like the fates. <laughs> yeah. When uh, I pop it out and shit, they're going to all switch it to each other. <laughs> um, but you're right. Funny, because their sister now playing a witch. Oh, came full circle. The Scarlet Witch. <sighs> Which is great. If you haven't started watching WandaVision, Reg, get on it. I've been meaning to, I was going to uh, this weekend, but I have not yet. You absolutely should. Now that you can like binge five episodes in a row... <laughs> it'll be much better because like the first three and I'm like, I'm a big Marvel fan. I'll be honest. If it 
wasn't for the 10 years I've put in watching Marvel stuff, I probably wouldn't have stuck around with the show for the first three episodes. Oh, really? Because like it's it's neat the way they do it, right? Like it's in different decades. So it's like the first episode of the 50s, second one's the 60s, third one's the 70s. But it's like the whole time you're left just asking questions. They don't really give you anything of what's going on until about episode three, halfway through episode four. So you're left kind of wondering. And I'm like, if this wasn't a show that I already can piece together myself because I have all this knowledge. If I just saw this on TV and it was a brand new show and I had no idea what it was, I, I probably would have left by episode three for sure. Hmm. I mean, that's not to say that it's bad. It's well done in what they do, but you have to, you really have to have that previous 10 years of, of watching. Fair enough. Fair enough. And obviously they're banking on that. They know their audience. Yeah. There was a story here. I'm trying to find. Oh, here it is. This has nothing to do with anything you just talked about, and I'll definitely watch sure. WandaVision, and everybody else should. But uh, <laughs> did you hear about the firefighters getting in uh, shiz? Uh, in yes, for uh, for not helping when they should have helped. Yeah, so basically the union vows to defend four members accused of delaying hospital transport of injured indigenous patient. Um, so basically, where's the story here? Uh, I just had an article up about this too somewhere. I can't find it now, but it was someone basically saying if they, you know, if if that's the way they're going to be, then they should be, you know, instantly fired. If uh, because it does make you wonder how many other calls have they, you know, not given a shit about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the report into the October incident, investigator Laurel Lee, Laurel, Laurel Harris concluded racism played a role in how the indigenous patient was treated at the scene. The complaint came from a paramedic who alleged he was delayed in transporting the patient to hospital because a firefighter, quote, blatantly refused to help. Harris found that it was more likely than not that the firefighter refused to help the paramedic with the badly injured patient because the paramedic had previ- previously raised concerns about racist Facebook posts made by members of the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service. Um, do that, do I thought there was more to it. This is... Uh, I thought there was... Um, I thought there was a story that actually more described kind of what... Uh, because yeah, I thought there was a story going around. Like he he had said something. Oh, here, the investigation arose from a complaint from a paramedic who attended a call for about a 23 year old woman on October 7, 2020. The woman had a self inflicted stab wound to the neck, according to the report done by an external consulting firm. The param- oh, never mind, same thing. Uh, I thought they there was somewhere that I read that they were like quoting the guy or the firefighter or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to misquote it either. It was something, he said something inherently racist, I think. I just don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, maybe they've uh, redacted. Redacted. They may have, I don't know. Um, The firefighter told the investigator that he didn't believe the call was urgent because the patient was hugging and kissing her boyfriend before being loaded into the ambulance. Um... Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to find something here too, and I can't. Uh... Hmm. 
Anyway, I, I can't find the specific. Maybe it was Duel Lamont that shared some stuff that was more pointed. I don't know what he found, but I can't find it now. Um, mm, could have been. I don't. I don't. I don't quite recall either. But we all like to think that that isn't the case. But it's it's not surprising to me if it is the case. You know. Yeah. No, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that uh, somebody was racist and didn't want to help somebody in in you know Manitoba. Yeah. Like we've heard enough stories of even just taxi drivers or um, medical stuff, you know, in a hospital and stuff and talking shit and whatever. Like, wouldn't it all surprise me if that also bled into firefighters? For sure. Uh, here we go. Um, at an emergency call in the North End, one of the pig firefighters ignored requests for medical charge to help an indigenous woman with throat wounds, then lied to investigators about it. The firefighters on the scene told investigators it was just another call in the North End and that WFPS culture encourages workers not to be a rat. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what it was. And then what's that? What's the source there? Uh, this is just on Dougal's page. I don't know where the source comes from. Oh, here's the article. Full article uh, from the Winnipeg Free Press. Okay. Um. Firefighters' refusal to help paramedic treat indigenous patient motivated by racism. It says it was on February second. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. Then I can't um, read it because I don't want to pay for one to pay free press. So <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> Your paper is dying. Just go down with the ship. Yeah, you're dying. He's <laughs> a human. But uh, um, yeah, no, that's it's 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 fucking sad to to hear stuff like that and to know that's that's still having to go on is uh is awful yeah yeah <laughs> that's surprising yeah. but awful it's true this episode of the two idiots podcast is brought to you by manscaped fellas we're in a thick of winter and the storms are brewing Bro, looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants <laughs> luckily our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Frosty the Snowman Beautiful. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Randy, when did you last shave them uh, winter balls? I was shaved about three weeks ago, about a <laughs> fortnight or so. <laughs> a fortnight is, isn't that 20, yeah, 20 <laughs> days, isn't it? It's something like that, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and because I had the Lawnmower 3.0, it did a phenomenal job. No, no nicks, no cuts. And with that in mind, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. <laughs> the trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim in the shower. Or a jacuzzi if you're a savage. If you're a savage, yeah. If you're if you're trimming your nuts in a jacuzzi, especially if it's not your jacuzzi, um, then you are definitely a savage. That's like that's alpha male shit right there. Yeah, and <laughs> especially if other people are in the jacuzzi. Anyway, Manscaped's <laughs> performance package is the best buy of 2021. The performance package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which we all need as we get older. Performance boxer briefs and a travel bag. Bonus. Have you ever noticed how nasty nose and ear hair is? In fact, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. I deal with long nose hair myself. It is a pain in the arse, but 
if you get yourself the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, you can deal with that. And you might as well use the best tools to do the job. Indeed. This bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant that will make your balls smell nice and make you feel like your testes are walking in a winter wonderland. By God, doesn't that sound good? Now, the Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls, and it's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts witch hazel. that will make your balls look up at you and say, Thanks. <laughs> you're my you're my friend. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> you treat me so nice. <laughs> Don't get cold feet this winter. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code IDIOTS at manscaped.com. They also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website, from disposable mats for your pubes to foot deodorant. Now remember, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code IDIOTS. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code IDIOTS, I-D-I-O-T-S. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. <laughs> winter wieners, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- let's uh, let's make your balls look up at you and say thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guy. <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check out Manscaped, twenty percent off, free shipping. Um, idiots, code idiots, to say thank you. Do it. Um, what else is I gonna say here? Speaking of not surprising, but also awful. Um, I know we mentioned home children in previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking into a little bit more. I don't know if you know, Randy. And for people that are just listening, I don't remember what episode I first mentioned it. That was Donnie's, I think, 101. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned Home Children for the first time, something that I had never heard of. Shout out to Liz uh, Pritchett for mentioning it to me. And uh, so basically, uh, possibly more than 100,000 kids were sent to Canada, New Zealand, uh, Australia, South America, Rhodesia, basically you know, in different, differing amounts from like the 1860s to the 1940s. And in many cases they Mm -hmm. were claimed to have been orphans. Um, when in fact only 12% of them actually were orphaned, but most of them were just children of poor families. And back in the late 1800s, people didn't give one fuck about children. Right. (laughs) It's, It's so weird. They were considered like less than, based on like eugenics and uh and the fact that like if you're a single mom and you're poor that must have something to do with your like your genetics <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was fine if you could convince them to get rid of their kids so anyway they were getting sent to canada and specifically uh turns out that um where was i here yeah home children anne of green gables is based on the story of a home child child Oh, really? Yeah. Canadian legend. Hmm. Anne of Green Gables. Apparently the author, L. something Montgomery or something, I don't know, um, yep. knew of a family that had was was getting a, a child, quote, adopting a child. And uh, they ended up getting a, a girl when they wanted a boy or something, which inspired oh, okay. her to write Anne of Green Gables, because that's the story of Anne. Hmm. So... It's in our pop culture, folks. Well, I don't well, know if Green that. Gables is still considered pop culture, but... <laughs> <laughs> Older pop culture, for sure. Yeah. I think there is a new show on CBC, a new Anne of Green Gables show. It's called, like, Anne with an E or something? Yeah, something 
That sounds like some new rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and with the E coming in with the sick bars. <laughs> Lil Ann. What, what? <laughs> Lil Ann E, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Big Annie. Um, <laughs> featuring Cardi B. Annie, 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 can't you see? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, also, did you know that Ric Flair was uh, basically a home child? I did not know that. Yeah, in in the U.S., they had a very similar program where they were shipping kids from New York because they were crawling with these rodent-like children, apparently, and uh, they would basically ship Spread them to the West. In the streets, nobody wants that. Exactly, and they, it, I was listening to a story. Shout out to Chantel Proto. I don't know if I said that right. Your cousin, Proto. Yep. Um, Chatty. Yeah, she uh, messaged me with a, a podcast to listen to called Behind the Bastards. And uh, there was a story of Georgia Tan, who like basically created the current adoption system. But like she's a dirtbag <laughs> because right. she would basically convince poor people who couldn't read to like hand over their children's rights. And then she would basically steal these kids and give them to rich people or sell them to like rich families right. and you know as you do as one does yeah you know, you know just, just a regular old daytime job yeah yeah you know nine to five you know stealing <laughs> babies um and they've linked her to like something like five killing like five thousand babies or something all told or probably more fifty thousand really? i don't remember thousands of babies over decades um right because they would they would abuse them sexually, physically, mentally. They would, you know, they'd kill a bunch of them. They would do some really heinous things. Anyway, they would basically send these kids to the West um, from New York. And then... Right. Uh, and also in that way, adoption became a thing. It actually became... The, silver, the weird thing is the silver lining is that it normalized adoption. Because until then, it really wasn't. Um, oh, okay. But at the... You know, by doing so, you destroyed families. So, right. I don't know if you can end up saying that that was a good thing. I don't right. think so. A silver lining <laughs> in all the darkness. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it kind of goes down to one of those those questions of like even when you think about um, this is gonna get dark. In Auschwitz, they were doing medical tests on the on the prisoners um right which in turn led to a lot of medical knowledge that benefits us now right i mean i don't think we can make the case that it was worth it it was for the good of mankind or anything but like how else would we have known that stuff (laughs) i don't know right it's one of those things i mean i guess you know we'd have gotten there eventually this just sort of unfortunately sped up the process yeah but would we have gotten there eventually because a lot of that stuff you'd never figure out unless you're dealing with people that because no one's going to volunteer to be starved to see how long someone lives without water or right. something or without food right. um so i think are we better off not knowing some of the stuff that we learned i don't know yeah it's tough to say that's a that's a fine line to walk right there I mean, you're not going to be calling these guys heroes by any means. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a uh, that's a hard one. I mean, 
people have been doing fucked up shit to people for a millennia to figure stuff out about them. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, hard to say. I mean, frankly, we did that in Canada for a long, long while on the indigenous. They would do for sure tests like that on the reserves and without telling them most of the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, it's not a new thing to do. Um, and believe me, I don't condone it, but it's an interesting thought experiment to, to think, like, are the benefits worth it, you know? Right. But not. Right. Um, well, it's the same thing with, um, oh, what's his name? Um, shit. He um, developed Cyclone B, basically. <laughs> um, the gas that they used to I don't know who you're talking about, I think, but uh, hang on. I forget his name now. Um, I don't know. Continue anyway. I'll find it. Yeah, but basically he dis- discovered the way to pull nitrogen out of the air, which basically enabled us to feed all the billions of people that we have by fertilizing and blah, 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 which is right. good. But then they also used that method to make the gas that um, was used in World War One yes. in the trenches, the mustard gas. I think it was mustard gas. Um, Fritz, Fritz Haber. Yeah, that's what it is. The, it was the Haber method or Haber method that that did the, and he, I think he was nominated for a Nobel Prize or something for yeah. pulling nitrogen out of the air. But it then says here, used- a Jewish chemist who led work on who led work on Xylon B. It has been claimed that as many as two out of five humans on the planet today owe their existence to discoveries made by one brilliant German chemist. Exactly, but then he also helped murder millions of people. It says, yeah, it says, yet this is the same chemist denounced by young German students today as a murderer. Yeah. See, I don't know where, I don't know how we land on that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, cause without it, we couldn't, but would we have figured it, like he figured it out before, um, the war. So, right. I mean, that part of it is great, but then he ended up being like having a hand in mass murder. Becoming a so. piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean like something like that, like where if they say, you know, if that's actually the fact where it's two out of five people you know, owe their existence to him in some way. That That's kind of a fucking crazy stat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things that we can't really answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad people can do good things. It's, it's, and then, but yeah, can, you don't really celebrate them for it, right? True. True. Uh, you can do plenty of good things before you become a shitty person, right? Does, does that disqualify the good things you did just because you became a piece of shit? Like, it's, what do you do, right? Is it, th- do you have like yeah, a pre and a post? I think that also bleeds into the whole cancel cultureness of of our current age, where it's like, right, if everything you did was good, and then suddenly you like became a shithead, then is everything you did good? Right. I mean, it's tainted, but is it now garbage? Hmm. Hmm. Unless you're like Bill Cosby and you've been a shithead the whole time pretending to be a good guy. <laughs> if it yeah. comes out, you've been a shithead the whole time. <clears throat> but I mean, for a guy like that chemist, was that always there in him? And this was just kind of like a byproduct of that? Like, You know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't even know if he purposely like meant to weaponize what he eventually made, but right. I don't know. I mean, again, then that bleeds into um, like a lot of stuff going on, like changing street names that are named after, you know, um, residential school 
organizers mm-hmm. and you know war criminals Pulling statues and, down and on the whole yeah the whole which i agree with um so i don't know if that then changes my whole stance i don't know, I don't know. right um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know man we're getting deep here apparently apparently we are I, uh, yeah, again, it's a hard, it's a hard line to walk. And I think everyone just kind of has to make that decision for themselves. I don't know mm-hmm. that that's, uh, that's something you can do as a whole. True. True. You just <laughs> sort of have to, you know, go with your own moral compass and see where that takes you in terms of labeling them good or bad. Or like, I can watch a movie. And even if I know that guy, like, I'll, I'll put it this way with wrestling, right? Because everyone's playing a character on wrestling, right? And I may hear backstage that that guy's a P. Chris Benoit is kind of the ultimate like bar for this. Can you separate the athlete Chris Benoit from the dude who killed his wife, his kid, and himself? Sure. Like I, I can, I can acknowledge that he was a great wrestler, and he's he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Technically, not character was okay, but like technically one of the <laughs> best of all time. Okay. But like he's a monster, right? Mm-hmm. So can can you? Can I go back and watch his matches with the, and put that aside? Yeah, I can. But it doesn't mean that I still don't think he's a piece of shit for what he did. You know what I mean? It's true. It's like appreciating Hitler was an okay painter, but also a terrible human being. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If they just let him into art school. Yeah. If only. Who would have <laughs> known? I like to think about that stuff like, what if... Um. You know, the Roman Empire never fell. Or mm-hmm. what if, you know, the South won the Civil War? What if right. Germany won or certain people weren't born or thing? I, I love that alternative history type Have you ever stuff. watched uh, Man in the High Castle? I did watch it, parts of it. Um, but then I s- started to, like, they actually spoiled it for me. Like, on Amazon, I was watching a different show. And they were like promoting the new season, which like spoiled oh, the really? earlier season. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so it started to get weirdly like kind of not supernatural, but strangely like isn't it like time jumpy, warpy stuff or something. Oh, really? I don't know. I felt like it kind of got weird, uh, but I love the premise. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Germans were working on Wonder Weapons Ridge with, uh, with Element 115, you know. Sure. And they're all into the occult. And God knows That's what else right, they figured man. out. You know? They were developing Wunderwaffers. <laughs> the Wunderwaffer. <laughs> What's that from again? Call of Duty? That's uh, Call of Duty Zombies, yeah. yeah. The Wunderwaffers. And you're trying the to get Wunder. Element 15 because they're working with like reanimating corpses and all this kind of shit. And stuff that people like Germany legitimately sounds like they were working on. But Bring out the Flammenwaffer. The Flammenwaffer. The, the Flugelich Heimlin. <laughs> Bring out the Flugelich Heimlin. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God, Flugel. <laughs> you kissed your sister, man. <laughs> um, oh, so good. What a classic. Classic. Underrated. Underrated. Um, speaking of silly things, do you know Very what, the, what the town of Flin Flon is named after? I do not. I was curious. I've always heard, thought it was kind of a weird name for a place. Um, right. Okay. Well, guess, Randy. What do you think Flin Flon is or why they came up with that name? 
I'm going to say, you know how you can bake like a flan? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it was named after like a famous food. But instead of a flan, they called it a flan. <laughs> well, and isn't it actually a flan? created it. What's that? Isn't the thing you cook actually a flan? I think Not so. I don't, maybe that's it. Maybe they just changed the spelling and like <laughs> Flynn had a famous flan. <laughs> Like we're gonna name this town after his flan or her flan, whoever might might be. So I'm like, yeah, it it was legit. Surprise! Some French explorer showed up at the (laughs) up where Flynn Flan currently was. Open, set up his camp. Francois Flynn. (laughs) Yeah, Flynn Flynn pulled out his pulled out his his uh, his spatula and his his cast iron pot. Built a fire, started making his flan, and uh, wowed the local community. With its richness yeah. and lightness, the, the, I don't know what a flan is. Vill- kept the village alive through the cold, harsh winter <laughs> with flan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that were the case. That would be amazing. That's I'm sticking that's to it. That's what I'm imaginative, Randy. I I commend you. I'm gonna say that that is how they came up with the name because there that's better. Go. I like <laughs> that's history, man. That just, you can't you can't you can't change that. You can't make we're that rewriting shit up, it again. Know? We're rewriting it again. Um, we might have to call this episode "Making History" or something. Anyway, there you go. Um, we actually are talking a lot of history stuff. We know that kind of works sometimes, eh? Hmm. Yeah, that's hmm. kind of funny, eh? Funny anyway, guys. Uh, unfortunately, there was if there were a French explorer named Flynn, he uh, never made it to Flynn Flon. Um, the town in itself. The town's name is taken from the lead character in a paperback novel, The Sunless City, by J.E. Preston Madoc. Uh, okay. <laughs> it, it almost feels like it was inspired by the New York Knickerbockers in a way. Um, oh. Josiah Flintabetty Flonatin piloted a submarine into a bottomless lake <laughs> where he sailed through a hole lined with gold to enter a strange underground world. <laughs> Uh, All right. A, co- <laughs> a copy of the book <laughs> was allegedly found and read by prospector Tom Crichton. When Tom Crichton discovered a high-grade exposure of copper, he thought the book thought of the book and called it Flin Flon's Mine, and the town that developed around the mine adopted the name. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> allegedly, there's only two towns named after character in in an in an adventure novel, with the other being Tarzana, California. Really? Apparently. Well, shit. Look at that. So, I prefer my story, but... You yeah, know. yours is way better. I'm I'm delighted <laughs> by the by picturing, you know, a really rugged Frenchman coming in and really daintily making a flan in the rugged <laughs> Manitoba wild. And, Keep you know, his village alive, damn it. Yeah. You know, maybe trading it for skins with the local community, the local indigenous the there local you go. traders. Yeah. And then... Flipping the bird to Hudson's Bay Company and saying, fuck you, we got our flan. We don't need your general That's store, right. sir. Bitches, get yeah. the fuck out of here. In a French accent. I ain't no sellout. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no sellout, huh? We have our flan, Talk to eh? me with your English. <laughs> you taste this flan, you never go back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, that's way better. We should contact Flin Flan. This episode is sponsored by Flin Flan. <laughs> Flynn's flan. Flynn's flan. Never get a better flan than Flynn's. <laughs> Once you Flynn, you flan. Uh, <laughs> flan over Flynn's flan at Flynn flan. 
Flint's flan, flat, fabulous flan. <laughs> Fantastic flans and where to flin them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so yeah, it's named after uh, uh, Flint to Betty Flanathan. What a name, eh? Right? But. Like, who comes yeah. up with this shit? Man, I don't know. It was a wild time in 1927 when the town was founded. God, was it ever, eh? <laughs> the roaring 20s. <laughs> We're just making shit up as we go. <laughs> Finding towns, making them up. I would have found that be a nice town. Just to just discover a new town and name it. Yeah, well, that's sort of how Canada became a thing. So maybe that's not so great. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> Let's uh, let's do that, Randy. We should um, we should found a town. Twenty twenty. What are we gonna call it? What's the most recent town founded? I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> I don't know. Riveting. Yep. Um, there's here's a look at the seven newest cities in the world. There you go. Um, dismiss. Thank go you. away from me. Yeah, there's like planned cities. Most of them are in Asia, by the looks of it. Um, Darius just popped and she says hi. Who? Darius. Oh, hi, Darius. Hi. She needs she to come on the show. Delicious steak wrap. Ooh. Does she uh-huh. deliver? She did. Get y'all get y'all a wife who makes you a steak wrap while you podcast. No doubt. No doubt. Amen. Amen. Um Yeah, I don't know. This just this list isn't really they're making me wanting to click through a bunch of shit and I don't feel like doing right. that. F that. We'll just pretend that it was Rigandelville. Randonald. Randonald world. <laughs> theme park. What's the theme park? That's <laughs> the theme park. <laughs> yeah. Um. Apparently, there was there's this podcast I started listening to called Florida Men on Florida Man, and they're yep. telling a story of a guy in Florida that was wandering through Florida looking for a place to live, and he saw an island that he really, really wanted to own. So he went there, right? And it was infested with vultures, apparently. Because they uh, oh, okay. threw all their garbage there. Right. So then uh, allegedly the town lore is that he went there, battled the vultures for, quote, 48 hours to claim it as <laughs> his own. And then he had his own little kingdom on that island once he uh, dispelled of all the vultures. Just imagine, like, looking through your binoculars and seeing some guy just fighting vultures. <laughs> yeah. In, like, the 18 Two days just on this epic adventure. <laughs> epic adventure. Um, Yeah. We have a Bronson randomly wanted to send in his thoughts, so we might make this a regular segment. I don't know if, if he wants to keep contributing, sure. but he sent a clip on uh, on WhatsApp. I'm gonna play it right now, and uh, I don't know. We we need to come up with a name for the segment. Call it Bronson's brainstorms. Ooh, I like that. Or Bronson's brain farts. Well, we don't, we're not sure yet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, I'll play it. I don't know if you can hear it. I don't know what the big craze about those air fryers are about like in the 2000s 
There's the flavor wave. Isn't that the exact same thing? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was waiting for more there. <laughs> this week on Bronson's Brainstorms. Now, <laughs> what's the, the flavor wave like meant specifically for bacon? I don't know. I didn't even know what a flavor wave was, and he said it was like an air fryer. Hang on, let me see here. What's flavor the deal wave. with air fryers? And what's the deal with thumbtacks? They're neither thumbs <laughs> nor tacks. Nor tacks. I don't know. <laughs> apparently, I, I just I'm, saw something this week that apparently Jerry Seinfeld never started a bit with, what's the deal with anything? That was oh, just really? like someone spoofed it, and then there was a bunch of 90s comics that all did that, actually, and then we just attribute it to Seinfeld. Huh. Interesting. Who isn't funny, by the way. Jerry Seinfeld is not funny. No. Saying that right now. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, like, Seinfeld I thought was a great show, but I'm not a huge fan of his stand-up stuff. Yeah, the show is amazing, but his stand-up, like, every time they clip his stand-up bits in the show, I I don't laugh. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So it looks like the flavor wave, I mean, yeah, it basically was, looks like an air fryer. Mrs. Doubt Fryer. Yeah, I don't know. The flavor wave um, turbo. Broil, do you bake, want, steam, and roast. Do you want an air fryer, Randy? Is that something that you're jonesing for? I, would, I wouldn't I would mind getting one. I've thought about getting one for a while, but I'm always just like, eh. <laughs> I don't typically... Like, I don't eat, like, wings enough or, yeah. like, shit like that to really but justify your fryer, fries. You would. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just don't think I eat anything really that I need to fry to justify it. Buy one now in the next nine minutes. <laughs> Get it for eight payments of thirty-seven hundred ninety-nine, shipping and handling included. We'll send you these tongs for free as an added bonus. <laughs> exactly. Click, click. <laughs> <laughs> Call now. And we'll double your order. Yeah, for twice the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. As to Bronson's 99, point. 99, 99. Yeah, all the 99s. Bronson, I appreciate that pondering, buddy. Um, I think deal? you're not wrong. Yeah. Is it a fad? Is air, Are air fryers a fad? <clears throat> air fryers are absolutely a fad. Mm, kind of like the one, what's that called? The one pot? No, the... The uh, Instapot. Instapot. Everyone was... We have one. Got it for Christmas like two years ago. We Never even opened it yet. <laughs> Whoever gifted you that is going to be choked when they hear it. <laughs> the, the pressure cookers scare me, man, because like you do it wrong once and the thing fucking explodes. It's basically just a pipe bomb. Yeah, I'd much rather just use a crock pot and just slow cook something. I don't c- cook, so I don't care about Instapots or air fryers or flavor waves or whatever that you thing was cook, called. Right? Cooking's uh cooking's fun sometimes. I am not a cook. <laughs> I am not a cook. Um yeah, but uh that said, air fryers are going to go the way the way of the of the ShamWow and uh the George Foreman grill. <laughs> the soda streams and all that kind of stuff. Soda streams they I think they're making a comeback. At least they're spending more on their ad right. budget cuz I'm seeing their commercials all the time. True. Trying to save the world from the plastic enemy. I almost bought a soda stream a few years ago with Bronson, interestingly enough. Um, oh, there you go. But I didn't. So, well, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Next up, I uh, 
I did my first 24-hour fast recently. and uh, Yeah, how'd that go for you? Good. It really, fine. Like, <laughs> it's, it's such a boring thing to say, but people hear 24-hour fast. Oh, my God. Like, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. I am uh, hundreds of pounds overweight, so I think I'll be <laughs> Have you okay. seen this body? I could go for, like, 48 hours, no yeah. problem. 400 hours I could go without uh, <laughs> without losing anything. Um, Those people in Auschwitz, I could last three times longer than them. <laughs> Bunch of losers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically I I went from, like, dinner time to dinner time. I had uh, two coffees and some water and stuff. And, and don't get me wrong, the urges were there. It's like, mm-hmm. I could eat and I'm hungry, but it's not, like, it didn't, nothing hurt. I didn't uh, feel ill. I didn't have any issues. And frankly, there was no energy crash. There was no dip in the afternoon because mm-hmm. there was no carb bomb or anything. And um, yeah, then once I, had- I find that too, like the hardest time for me is usually between 10 and noon. That's when I get like mm. the real craving to eat. Yeah. Um, and then after that, like once noon passes, I can just keep it going. It seems like forever. But like you said, there's no, I don't have the energy dips that I do during the day if I'm fasting. Exactly. Yeah, and it it uh, and once I had dinner um, or supper, then it um, again I didn't feel like gorging myself. I wasn't like, oh my god, I just need to, you know, blah blah blah. Had right. a reasonable meal, felt like a million bucks. So intermittent fasting it, again. A lot of people seem to think that it's terrible for you, and and if you do it wrong, maybe it is. But um, it's not like I was calorie deficient. I still had my calories, just waited a bit. But my body mm-hmm. digests for the first time in months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, I've I found that's the biggest thing too because I've been I've been trying to maintain a like an eighteen six um, balance for the fasting. So I'll usually go like noon. I'll eat noon to six, and then I just won't eat from six till noon the next day. Yeah, it's kind working. of thing. And I find that it's it's working. It's working good. I'm down like ten or twelve pounds now. Nice. Um. It's just, and then just trying not to gorge in the time that I'm, <laughs> that I am allowed to eat, right? Like I'm not going overboard. I'm just trying to eat like decent meals, yep. um, you know, maybe a snack in the middle between lunch and supper. And that's, that's pretty much it. It's so, everything about like health and wellness on the base level is so intuitive and everybody knows it, but like, so how do you lose weight? Oh, you eat well and you exercise and you don't over <laughs> Yeah. Eating, eating itself is like 80% of the battle. Yeah, if not more. Yeah. Um, like just, if, just figuring out that right, you know, macros for your body and, and you know, what you need in and, and just, you know, expending more than you're taking in, really. Yeah. Because yeah. there, there have been guys that have, they literally just ate fast food every day, but they burnt more calories than they consumed and you lose weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but also, yeah, it's not the healthiest way to do it that way, but. Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. Folks, check it out. Give it a try. Like, don't be crazy. And I, I did it on a whim because I've intermittent fasted on and off for for years. So um, definitely uh, give it a try if it's something that you're into. It's not uh, it's not going to kill you. And if you feel too hungry, eat something. Nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's going to stop you. <laughs> like, it's not illegal. Yeah, and like start small. Like start at, you know, 10 hours or 12 yeah. hours or and then like work your way up if you want to actually give it a shot. That's probably the best way to do it because going, hours if be you've simple. never done it before and then you try to go with 20 hours, mm-hmm. good luck. Yeah. 
because you got to kind of wean yourself off the the carbs that most of us are overeating mm-hmm. on and and get in the right mindset and you know you know all that all that all about that sure. base about that base um randy how do you feel about um joe biden shutting down that that oil pipeline I am not a fan. <laughs> uh, I had no idea where you were going with that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like I'm, I'm pro, I'm pro pipeline. Um, so you hate I think the environment? It's safer? Are you just trying to kill baby ducks? No. Are you? Uh, no, I are love you the against, environment. Rich. Are you against inherently pipe? So that's climate? that's the big thing about pipelines. Is like pipelines. <laughs> Everyone feels like they're this big disastrous thing, um, and when in reality, I mean, there's there's more safety involved in a pipeline, and and you know there's always there's valve checks and there's pressure checks and yeah they do leak from time to time, but I mean the big ones don't help when it happens. <laughs> but if you're not gonna have pipelines, then you're still transporting a lot of the stuff by train, where there's a lot more margin for error in terms of operator errors. When the train crashes, it's a phenomenal disaster. Look at the one that happened in Saskatchewan just recently, right? right um, it was I don't know, last year or something. I think one derailed and spilt like oil and shit oh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then you're still burning, you know, you're, you're burning fuel with the trains and you're and uh, transport trucks. You're still having to transport stuff. I think pipelines are better. I, we have to find ways to get them through, you know, work with the communities that they're coming through to make sure that it's being done responsibly and that they're the communities are benefiting from this. Um, if you can run a pipeline, why can't you run clean water to reserves and yeah. and everything else, right? So that stuff's got to be worked out. But I think overall, pipelines are a much better choice than than doing it the old style with trains and all that kind of stuff. I think you're right on that level, and I, I'm a bit conflicted because I want us to go green, and I I think the main issue with with how the government handles this is is the fact that they sit, they basically go from, or, or at least the way that's being proposed or be, the way that it's being messaged is we're going to go from fossil fuels to no fossil fuels. And of course, the people yeah. in oil are justifiably angry by that. Um, but I think we need to really harp on the point that we need to work from fossil fuels into a cleaner way, not just yeah, like we're going to turn the tap off today and there'll be no more oil which is what a lot of these people are worried about. But we need to find a way to transition the industry, which a lot of big oil companies like Shell and Petro, and, and they're actually really big on the electrical side and kind of transitioning yeah. out of oil, um, which is great, even though, of course, it benefits them. It's the corporate thing, whatever. But I think it's more important that we lean on that to like work transitioning out than to be so abrupt and just say, no more, no more ever. It's, yeah. I don't know. Uh and I, th- I feel like it was problematic in a way that it may have been a pr- campaign promise. I don't even know. But for Biden to claim we're going to do unity and then you do something so like drastically to piss off the Republicans. I mean, look at, look at the jobs that people lost just overnight, right? Yeah. Um, so we need to find a way to, to thread that needle in a way that we can keep moving forward to reach our goals and... I want us to hit these climate change goals, um, but does ending this pipeline do that? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't think so. I think. I think again, like I was saying, to me, 
pipelines are the more responsible way to transport this stuff because there are so many more safety checks and stuff involved and there's electronic monitoring of what's coming in and out and flows and if there is a leak it's often found faster um and you're you're transporting it more efficiently right when you're using trains you're putting that much more you know shit out into the environment sure yeah we just need to figure out how to run them properly and not uh just you know like i said i want to do it responsibly i don't want to just you know run it through these people's land or this person's land without figuring out ways to do it responsibly and to make sure that these communities benefit from it i don't want them to just run through and say here's our pipeline fuck you guys that's not what i want at all yeah i think you're you're a monster randy everybody now knows it that you're a piece of shit um it's it's been laden through the episode man we all know (laughs) come at me bro you just want to light the world on fire watch it burn that's right i'm gonna gaslight everybody here (laughs) <laughs> no pun intended um, <laughs> anyway yeah Gasoline I, fight. <laughs> I don't know how uh how it's been um i i definitely felt like this this weight of of the trumpism it's still there don't get me wrong it's still very much there and it you know he's not gone and and there's the turmoil and all that but just when i hear people say the president and i don't immediately think trump it it uh it relaxes me <laughs> right right it's uh, yeah it's i think uh you know i was happy to see to see biden go in and be and be done with trump i biden's not the greatest dude mm-hmm. in the world either i mean he he wrote some bills that i mean led to a lot of the disproportionate um incarceration of people of color with you know the the, like the crack bill that he wrote um and he's certainly done a lot of damage in the past and i hope he tries to make up for some of that going forward but i guess we'll see and the problem is is that it's all executive orders so the next president if he ends up being republican he or she i guess um yeah they can just unsign them and then it's the same thing but that said it's still a lot less it's a lot more stable and having even yes. even if you're listening to this and you hate Biden and you're rah rah Trump, you gotta dig the stability. Like even For <laughs> even sure. even in Canada, think what you will about Trudeau, our government is stable. Like even if it's Harper, the government's right. stable. Like everything it moves along. We have our processes, everybody trusts the system more more or less. Things, you know, I mean right. we lost our governor general, which is a bullshit title and I don't know why it still exists anyway. Um right. There's been a push for who do you think should be the governor general, Randy? First name off the top of your head, Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart. Uh, no, Bret Hart would not be a governor general. <laughs> I would pick <laughs> Mike Myers. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> but he has to dress up as fat bastard the whole time for every. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bullshit uh, a bullshit post, but apparently Julie Payette 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 was a bit of a dickhead, so they right. um, she resigned. Well, that bitch. They don't even get paid that much. Well, relatively speaking, I'm sure they get paid probably more than we do. Oh, by a hot mile, <laughs> yeah. But when you think about you're the the federal vice regal representative of the Canadian monarch, currently Queen Elizabeth II, um, and uh, you make $289,000 a year, which is amazing. But to think that you're like... nothing to shake a stick at, that's for sure. Yeah, but you're like the queen's, you know, fist. 
<laughs> the voice yeah. of the queen. Yeah. yeah, the queen's penis reaching <laughs> into these other countries. Stands her big royal dick all over the country. <laughs> Just cock smack in other countries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> queen Elizabeth would like gouge your eyes out without even blinking. Pretty sure. Of course she would, man. She's scary. She's a I picture her being like a like you know like the old lady on the, that Legion movie that goes crazy in the cafe. No, Legion. You ever watch Legion? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, so basically, there's one part where there's like this old lady. She's like, "It'll all be over soon," and then she like turns into a demon and starts crawling all over the cafe. That's pretty much what I picture <laughs> Queen Elizabeth doing. They have to keep her contained in her in her chambers, <laughs> and she just like. Climbing yeah. the drapes and jumping up on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, there's just like a hex put on it so she can't escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the British royal hex. Uh, that's why Meghan Markle had to leave. They couldn't have exactly. She was going to crack the code, man. They couldn't let the queen out. The black magic. <laughs> She's like, why are we keeping her cage in there? We have to let her out. <laughs> She's a human. Let her out. <laughs> Yeah, she comes along with that voodoo priestess gonna let her out. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> we should start a hashtag free Lizzie. Um We should, absolutely. It could apply to Lizzie McGuire too. It's fine. Um I could, it could. But anyway, Mike Myers, I I'd I'd back that. Mike Myers would be a good bet. For good sure. Pick. For sure he'd be a good ambassador. Wayne Gretzky should be uh There you go. Yeah. Or the maybe old great one himself. Yeah. Yeah, the great governor general. That would be what it should be. There you go. Um, the triple G. <laughs> the greatest. Um, yeah, again, not that it matters no, because the governor general has a bullshit role. But uh, anyway, we've uh, we've kind of worked our way through a bunch of a bunch of shit. We went from you know Screech to the Super Bowl to um, home children and Ric Flair being a stolen child. That nobody talks yes, about. Richard Fleer. Fleer. 24-hour fasting. Flintabody Clinkerbunk or whatever the name is. Flintabetty Flonitin. <laughs> Flynn's fantastic flan. Yeah. <laughs> Get yours at a general store near you. <laughs> uh, that'll be like one of those uh, those garbage cereals that they make for CFLers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flutie's flan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, Doug Flutie became the WWE 24-7 champion over the weekend. Doug Flutie, like the former quarterback Doug Flutie? Yeah, former quarterback Doug Flutie, Canadian he's, icon. He's in the WWE now? No, he just he was at like a celebrity football game, I guess, for Pro Bowl weekend or whatever. Oh. And he, uh, he ended up, oh God, camera down, camera down. <laughs> we ended up right uh, down to your crotch. I know he ended up uh, pinning our truth to win the title and lost it shortly thereafter. Back to our truth. Cool. So uh, another glorious title added to uh, <laughs> to his fantastic resume. The goat. <laughs> are you wearing rider? Did pants? you see? Uh, am I wearing what? Are you wearing rough rider pants? No, they're they got like wolves and shit on them. They're just pajama pants. <laughs> I'm wearing Red Wings pajama pants, so I was curious. We were both rocking our teams. Very nice. Anyway, oh. No, uh, did you also see that former Winnipeg Blue Bomber T. Martin got hired as a coach for the Ravens? No. T. Oh, yeah, he got hired on as a receiver's coach. He was a quarterback in like 04, 05. I'm not familiar, but good for him. 
Spent two seasons with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, completing 40 of 95 pass attempts for 458 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. Wow, that's like one Mahomes game. I know, right? <laughs> Except Mahomes throw four touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Harry Burris as well got signed as a coach in Chicago. I don't remember. Chicago? Oh, did he? Um, I don't remember if it was him. Or, or sorry, if it was there. Because um, I'm pretty sure he got signed. Yeah, Chicago Bears. Keeping former CFL star on the coaching staff. Oh, <clears throat> good for him. Yeah, the biggest gap in football. Yeah, apparently uh, I was reading an article today because free agency is kind of starting to ramp up in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Charleston Hughes left the Riders. Um to go to Toronto, who's like making all the signings this year. And I guess him and the riders parted away over like fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> what? They uh it sounds like they were stuck and he didn't want to come down and they didn't want to pay him. And uh which apparently it, that amounts to like seventy five hundred bucks after taxes and yeah. yeah, they uh couldn't come to an agreement, so he went to Toronto. Put it put it out to the public. There's guaranteed a Saskatchewanite that would happily give him $15,000 of their <laughs> own sure. money to keep him there. Isn't Charleston mm-hmm. Hughes like 400 years old by now? He's four, he's 37, I think. Yeah. Uh, In football, that's pretty old. I think he's 37, but I mean, he's, he led the CFL in sacks. Well, 2018, 2019, 2017, 2016, so like he's still good. He's still playing at a high level. Even last year, he led the league in sacks. Let's get him on the show. We should. Yeah, I mean, you have to have. We haven't had a CFL guest for a while. We should get another one on one of these days. We should. I've been trying to get Buck Pierce. Buck Pierce. Buck Pierce. But too busy working res- with Danny's whole hog. <laughs> he didn't respond to my tweet. <laughs> we don't bring the flavor. The flavor. We love our country. <laughs> Uh, it's from Michigan, Mr. Charleston Hughes. Something about that name just really just flows, you know? It's like you want to pour that Hughes, over. I know, it's dope, eh? It sounds like he belongs in the 1950s. Pour that in a glass and drink it, you know? I will. <laughs> drink it all up. Charleston. Charleston Hughes. Hey. He's going to come on the show, hey, and I hope he doesn't listen do to you think? Do you think Charleston Hughes eats Charleston Chews? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, he does. 100%. Apologies for anyone who's going to watch this on YouTube because my camera's been shaking like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'll figure, out, I'll figure out a more stable platform. Just spanking, spanking the monkey, you know? Doing as you hey, do. You, you know what? You do what you got to do. Nothing like yep. the sweet tones of your voice to uh, to get a guy off, you know? Yeah, that Charleston Hughes. <laughs> 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 um. Did you know that there's a new Two Idiots podcast that popped up on uh, iTunes that I just saw the other day? Is there? Yeah. I switched it. I listened to them a little bit this morning. It's a couple of ladies, which for some reason I didn't expect because normally girls don't call themselves idiots like guys do. Right. Um, They have one episode out and uh, we're going to crush them. We will. We will doom them. Yeah. Uh, Our lawyers will be in touch and... uh, we can't possibly let that infringement fly. Sorry. Yes. As RoboCop would say, your move, creep. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, your move creeps. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they're one episode in, and I think uh, maybe we'll have to have them on the show. <laughs> maybe we'll have a we'll have a duel for rights to the rights to the name. Yeah, if we lo- we'll probably lose. This was, probably. was fun, folks. <laughs> fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. You know, we're uh, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. <laughs> Return of the Hot Jambalaya Pod next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I think I've decided at uh, 20 patri- patrons on Patreon, we're going to release the first episode of Hot Jambalaya Ooh, as it is. I'm not going to clean anything up. not going to edit it anymore. Just the garbage file that it's been for two and a half years will drop if we get 20 patrons. I'm terrified. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you feel like supporting the show and getting a, a little extra questionable... Reg and Randy before we figured any <laughs> podcasting out. The early days. Oof. The before times. The land before times. The land before times. Eating delicious tree stars all day. <laughs> uh it's so sad. What which character was it? We talked about this I think in an earlier two idiots episode about how like one of the characters in Land Before Time, the voice actor, was like abused by her dad a lot. Was it Duckies, I think? Yeah. And then she got killed by her dad, I think? I think so. Something like that, yeah. Fucking crazy. Anyway, that got <laughs> mistakenly dark. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you feel like supporting the show and getting a little extra a little extra tip, you know, a little extra Randy tip. Um, Just the tip. Go to patreon.com slash 2 podcast. And I, like I said, maybe maybe 15 patrons. I don't know. Somewhere in between there. We'll see how it goes. If you have three bucks extra a month to spend, and you, frankly, most people do, we're being honest, uh, feel free to throw it our way. It's a cup of coffee. It's less than a Starbucks a month. Cup of coffee. Starbucks is busy every day. If all of those people gave us their money instead of Starbucks, we would be rich like Starbucks. They'd be making a far better decision. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good for, you know, we're fully caffeinated. We got... uh, Everything you need. Keep you going through the day. We're like a good shot of espresso. Espresso. Right in. You know, it's like a butt chug of espresso. That's what the Two Idiots podcast is. The best part of waking up <laughs> is Two Idiots in your cup. Yep. <laughs> it's the Berenstain Bears of coffee commercials. <laughs> We've all been misremembering it. <laughs> That's right. But anyway. um, Yeah, we should... Uh, Get out of here, Rich. It's been it's been it's been long enough. Yeah, we've given them enough. We've given them. Enough. We touched on a whole bunch of stuff today, folks. And I think we might have to call it "Making History" or something goofy like that. Um, hmm. Find us on the social media, or as the douchebags say, on the socials, which I refuse to use on regularly. Um, find us on the socials. Ugh. Um. On Instagram, at Two Idiots Podcast. On Facebook, search for the Two Idiots Podcast. On Twitter, we're Two Idiots Show. And on YouTube, if you're already watching this, you know. But if uh, you're not, search for the Two Idiots Podcast on YouTube. Check out our videos. I'm really behind right now <laughs> of getting them up. But we'll get uh, hopefully get a couple more up today and, and get up to date. But check them out. 
For sure. And go to email, doubledatespodcast at gmail.com. Send us all your suggestions, um, you know, things you like about the show, things you don't like, things you want us to improve on. We're always willing to take, uh, you know, feedback and, and try to make the show better for you guys. So don't hesitate to contact us there. Yep. And as we said before, patreon.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to throw us a couple bucks a month, we have levels all the way from three, five, seven, ten. Uh, from the seven dollar tier and above, you are a part of the two idiots hall of fame. Our current wonderful people that are in the idiot hall of fame are as follows. Let's, let's alternate, Randy. I'll do the first, you do the next. Okay, so Mitchell Buckers. Buckers. What a man. What, what, a, a, what, man. A, what a strapping lad. Now you're a man. We also have Brian Moore. Woo woo. Followed by Mr. Drew McDonald. Followed by Kayla Lundberg on behalf of herself and Jordan Peters. And my surrogate mother and Randy's actual mother, Danny Duick, is also in the Idiot Hall of Fame. So you could be too. Hey. Um, you know, whatever you choose to, to give to us would be awesome. And again, that all goes all goes to making the show better for you guys and improving your experience. And to buying the very first Two Idiots Lamborghini. The, mm-hmm. you know, the most important part about podcasting is making sure people know that you're doing really well as a podcast. So exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get grills. That's a just idiots across my teeth. Um, Do it. Wouldn't um, blame me. I'm going to get two idiots tattooed like right here. <laughs> right on the forehead. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll be like a little Uzi Vert and get a, a $20 million diamond put in my forehead. Who the fuck is little Uzi Vert? Reg, you didn't know say? about that? Oh, my God. Little okay, Uzi Vert? Hang on. I got I to gotta share a screen with you before I... Uh, before we go here, <laughs> I don't know any of those names. They're all like little this, little that. So, Big little Bobby. Uzi Vert must have uh, must have been watching Wandavision. <laughs> rumor has story. it that he went and put a twenty four million dollar diamond into his head. How does he so have I'm that much money? Pers- hey man, I don't know. <laughs> okay, Red, you look know. at this. Oh my god. Uh, right? (laughs) (laughs) That looks like infected almost. I know, right? So yeah, apparently this uh this thing this diamond here is worth twenty four million dollars. Wow, that would hurt so bad. I know, right? Motherfucker just wanted to be vision, man, you know? I mean, who doesn't? But that's ridiculous. Like, imagine the amount of money you have to spend on security now, like, to keep yeah. around you, because some dude's just going to come chop your head off and take take your diamond. Or just rip it off of your head. <laughs> just dudes chasing with infinity gauntlets, <laughs> trying to grab it right out of his head. It, it's, wow, wow that's... A special kind. Of, so, folks, if you have extra money lying around, don't put diamonds in your head. Send us three dollars a month so that we can put diamonds in our heads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> for you, all for you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start a <laughs> we'll start a hundred dollar tier, uh, and we'll get two idiots tattoos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you do it for like six go. months or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Leave us a rating review. Oh, also, if you want some 2 Idiots merch, some more samples are coming in. Um, 
so soon on our videos you'll see us wearing more two idiot stuff um go to teespring.com slash stores slash two dash idiots dash podcast which is super fucking annoying to say but <laughs> go to our social media there's a link on uh, at least on our instagram for sure hit the link in our bio and it will be there for you to pick something up pick something up so check it out help support the show where yeah. uh, broadcast our existence to the world with Find your clothing. Find lady something, something too idiotsy. You know, get yourself revved up for Valentine's Day, <laughs> <laughs> which is super weird. Hundred percent. Yeah, rocking a two idiot shirt. Well, uh, you know, you put you, you look at those two mugs on a shirt. Like these two mugs up here, that'll get you going. Mm-hmm. Always, every time, every time. We're we're an aphrodisiac. We're strawberries and chocolate. <laughs> You we walk by and it's like an ocean flood. <laughs> no sense. We lay down a tarp before every episode. That's right, man and or woman doesn't matter who. <laughs> it's like uh, like like when they feed horses and they put that feed sack over the front of the horse so they get you out of it. That's uh, that's what we wear the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! What a great visual to end on. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. Helps a lot. Five stars. Five stars, please, everybody. Five stars. Um, or not, but pre- preferably five. Yeah. Um, I think that was everything. Yeah. Like, subscribe, share, do all the stuff. Get it out there. Word of mouth. Just just, just get us out there to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got some big guests coming up. Some uh, drug-related stuff, which will be interesting. Some mm-hmm. uh, Academy Award winners on the docket, actually. Um, so you get to figure out who that might be. But uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Got all kinds of good stuff on the way. Tell Shit's your friends. Coming down. Shit's coming down the pipe. Is it pipe or pike? I've heard people say both. I think it's pipe. I think it's pipe, but I hear people say pike a lot, and I don't like it. Shit coming down the pike just makes me think of like a beheaded head sliding down a pike. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's, I, I think it's meant to mean like, Driving down the road, like it's like a isn't that a term in Britain or something for like the pikeway or something or the pike? I don't know, man. Coming down the pike, <laughs> phrase down the pike has been established to mean in the course of events or in the future. Increasingly, down the pipe is being used the same way, so I guess both are applicable. I'm gonna go with pike, according just to like, Merriam Webster, just like people say, champing at the bit. And I think that's wrong. To me, it's chomping at the bit because it's a horse yeah, it's chomping, chomping at, at the bit, for sure. not champing at the bit. And it says pike in this case is short for turnpike. So Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Silly British yeah. people. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, let's uh, get the fuck out of here. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your day. Hope you're getting something from the 2 Days podcast because we're doing it for you. We love you. For you. We bring you love. For you. You're all gonna die. Like you said, the old lady. (laughs) It'll all be over soon. (laughs) On that note, peace out. A-Town. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.